What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. Boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Time Out with. Uh, I already messed up. Fuck, I got it. What the fuck am I on? What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. All right, folks, taking a trip back to the DC universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. All right. Sorry, this is a little bit of a side thing on, on the side. I just finished filming a video for a promotion for an upcoming episode or from your perspective, your guys' perspective. The episode's already passed. Anyways, um... Uh, Taking another trip to the DCU, the DC, sorry, the DC universe. I apologize. And uh, while although we can all admit the DCU or the DC movies are complete fucking garbage, we can admit that they have they are somewhat successful in making TV shows for DC superheroes. One of those being Arrow. Ah, yes, Arrow. If you knew me in high school, you knew that I had an obsession with this. I don't as much. As I use, I, I still have it, but it's not as big as I used to. But as it used to be, but yeah, I do have an obsession with Arrow. And if you know me, I have in high school. I had an obsession with him. I, I did. Um, I haven't tried locking myself for five years. I'm joking. I didn't really try that. Um, but anyways, we're back at it again, and we're gonna review season two of Arrow. If you want to take a look at our review of the first season, go ahead and check out season one, episode fifteen of Time Out with Tony. Copyright? No, 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 it's not. I haven't even registered or anything like that. It's so fucking complicated. I need the money. Please don't need money. Anyways, um, Arrow season two should be a nifty, nifty, nifty little uh, review. What else was I gonna say? Um, but in my opinion, by far, Arrow season two has got to be my second favorite season in the entire eight seasons of Arrow. Uh, person and personally, for a lot of fans, if you ask anybody in the in the in the uh, part of the fan base, part of the Arrow fan base, they'll tell you, yeah, season two, their favorite season. But for me, my favorite season has got to be season five. I recommend you guys watch that uh someday hopefully we'll get to review it but still the uh, season two is my second favorite season unfortunately it's not as bit as uh as favorite as the others uh as as favorite as season five but uh it's runner up all right folks it's runner up and i'll leave it at that folks before we get into today's episode let me take a quick minute and thank you guys so much for the support it means a lot you guys um yeah, that's pretty much it. Spread the word, you guys, to your mama, to your papa, uh, everybody around you. Spread the fucking word. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's not really much to say. Why don't you guys go ahead, kick back, relax, crack open a beer, soda, and or canned water. Because this is Arrow Season 2. So for those of you new to the podcast, here's how the situation goes. We brief recap of the first season, recap the second season, give it our rating, why we gave it that rating, and see how it uh, it did. And yeah, that's pretty much it. 
So, for those of you that do not know, Arrow season, or just Arrow, was an American superhero television series developed by Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, and Andrew Kaisenberg. It is based on the DC Comics character Green Arrow, a costume crime fighter created by Mort Weisinger and George Papp. It is set in the Arrowverse with other related television series. Sorry, that's, that's weird. Uh, the first season of Arrow first premiered in the U.S. on the CW on October 10th, 2012. Could you believe that? Nine years ago, almost nine years ago, and was primarily filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. In January of 2019, the CW renewed the series for a 10-episode eighth season, announcing in March that it would be its final season. The season premiered on October 15th, 2019, and featured the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event. The series finale aired on January 20th. 28th, sorry, 2020. Arrow follows the story. Um, yeah, follows the story of Playboy, a billionaire Playboy, Oliver Queen, Playboy, <clears throat> pardon me, played by Stephen Amell, who claimed to have spent five years shipwrecked on Lian Yu, a mysterious island in the North China Sea, before returning home to Starling City to find to fight crime and corruption as a secret vigilante whose weapon of choice is a bow and arrow. Throughout the series, Oliver is joined by others, among them former soldier Don John Diggle, who for some reason has the need to remind you that he was in Afghanistan, IT expert and skilled hacker Felicity Smoke. And eventually throughout the series, we get you know new characters, but in the first season, we just first met John Diggle and Felicity Smoke. But don't worry, during the second season, we're going to meet a lot, a lot more. Previously in the first season, as we said before, Oliver returns to Starling City and is reunited with his friends and family, including Tommy Merlin and Laurel Lance. By night, he acts as a vigilante known as the Hood, hunting down those listed in his father's notebook with assistance from John Diggle and Felicity Smoke, a conspiracy, a conspiracy known as The Undertaking, led by Malcolm Merlin. Whoa, Merlin? Tommy Merlin? Malcolm Merlin? Actually, Malcolm Merlin's Tommy Merlin's dad. Anyway... The Undertaking turns the city, and the season also features flashbacks to Oliver's first year on the island and his struggle to survive alongside with his new allies, including Slade Wilson and foes. Keep this guy's name in mind. Alright, anyways. So, the season just season 1 pretty much went kind of sideways. Uh, Tommy dies. Uh, a bunch of other people die. The big conspiracy follows through, and lots of people are killed. Or, sorry, they weren't killed in the first season but uh, uh just just listen <laughs> anyways the second season of arrow first premiered on the cw on october 9th 2013 and concluded on may 14th 2014 with a total of 23 episodes yes 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 23 episodes yes yes anyways uh stephen amell stars as the titular character oliver queen with principal cast members katie cassidy as Laurel Lance, David Ramsey as John Diggle, Willa Holland as Thea Queen, Emily Bett Rickards as Fel Felicity Smoke, Susanna Thompson as Moriel Queen, and Paul Blackthorne as Quentin Lance. Katie Lodge returns as Sarah Lance. We'll get into her later. And we're also joined by Colton Haynes as Roy Harper and Manu Bennett as Slade Wilson. Let's go through these characters first. I totally forgot. It's been a while since I reviewed uh a tv show sorry you guys anyways so of course we got the main character oliver queen aka the green arrow but uh he's not really known as the green arrow yet they don't start calling him green arrow until the fourth season right now they just call him the hood but in the second season they start calling him the arrow next up we got katie cassidy as laurel lance laurel lance was actually oliver queen's sweetheart before he left and was shipwrecked and all that kind of stuff, but uh, surprise, surprise, he kind of may or may not have cheated on her before he left. So, uh, 
Uh, anyways, Dave. Uh, with next up, we got David Ramsey as John Diggle, uh, Oliver's best buddy. Not really, but uh, uh, crime fighting buddy. Sorry, crime fighting buddy. And for some reason, he always has the need to remind you that he was in Afghanistan. Next up, we got Willa Holland as Thea Queen, Oliver's sister. Not much. We 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 see some somewhat of a mature maturity from her from the previous season. Next up, we got Emily Bit Regards as Felicity Smoke. She's an IT expert and a hacker, and somewhat of a love interest for Oliver. Next up, we got Colton Haynes as Roy Harper. Roy Harper is this very pretty, 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 pretty. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounded stupid. Anyways, Roy Harper is this street kid from the dangerous part of town. Stars from the dangerous part of Star City, called the Glades. And uh, he pretty much just joins along. He's pretty much a side character still at this point. He doesn't really become a main character until the third season. Next up, we got Manu Bennett as Slade Wilson, a.k.a. The Deathstroke. He's basically the big bad for this season. Next up, we got Susanna Thompson as Moira Queen, Oliver's mother. And, uh, oh, she gets a gritty fate this season. Next up, we got Paul Blackthorne as Quentin Lance. Quentin Lance is Laurel Lance's father and has a grudge against the Arrow, who is actually Oliver. And surprise, surprise, he even has a grudge against Oliver. Because, fuck you, that's why. <laughs> Alright, folks, enough chitter-chatter. Alright, anyways, Season 2 opens up six months after the events of the Season 1 finale. Following the Glade's destruction and Tommy Merlin's death, Oliver Queen returns to Lee and Yu, alone as a penance for failing the city and Tommy. Laurel Lance is revealed to be working for the district attorney now. Felicity Smoke and John Diggle arrive to Lee and Yu and convince Oliver to return, informing him that his mother is awaiting trial while Queen Consolidated is under the threat of takeover and dissolution by Isabel Rochev. Keep this guy, girl in mind. Oliver learns a group of vigilantes dressed like the Hood are killing others as earthquake retribution. They target Oliver twice before kidnapping his sister Thea. Oliver saves her without killing anyone, leaving the vigilantes for Quentin Lance, who has been demoted to patrol officer after a little uh, incident back in the first season. Anyways, Roy Harper is also trying to protect the Glades and is rescued by an unknown female vigilante. Using Walter Steele's help, Oliver saves his company and forces Rochef to accept the partnership. Theo reconciles with Mora, and Oliver decides to honor Tommy's memory by becoming a hero in Starling City and finding a new name for his alter ego. We get a flashback and we see Oliver, Shadow, and Slade Wilson encounter a new armed man after months of being alone. Newcomers are revealed to be searching for some specific graves. Hmm. Anyways, back in the present, Roy fails to start to stop a truck an an armed truck robbery committed by Chen Na Wei, leader of the triad. When Oliver attempts to convince Roy to stop being a vigilante, Oliver learns that the hospital in the Glades is having its medicine stolen. Oliver sets a trap for Chen, who escapes after having Ben Turner, aka the Bronze Tiger. Yes, claws basically Wolverine but black. Anyways, the police arrive in the two escape. Diggle is revealed to have ended his relationship with Carly, his sister-in-law. Don't worry, his, uh, his brother's dead, so uh, it's all good. Oliver decides to work with Sebastian Blood and an alderman for the Glades to bring awareness and help the people in need, but is forced to abandon his appearance at the charity event to stop Chen, who gets arrested. Blood lambasts him in the press for that. Yeah, yeah, Oliver Queen is evil and all this stuff. 
The vigilante convinces Roy to stop fighting in his name, but instead provided Minto in the glades. Afterwards, Laurel, blaming the vigilante for Tommy's death, sets up a trap for him, who seemingly gets surrounded by police. In a flashback, we see Slade advise Oliver not to let his relationship with Shadow get too serious. The trio discovers a cave containing the remains of several cranely disfigured World War II Japanese soldiers. Dun, dun. How long? I've been recording for eight minutes. Okay. Had to check there, folks. Anyways, back in the present, Oliver assigns Roy to track a woman who inadvertently tries to be a vigilante, which he manages through her connection to a woman named Cindy. Quentin discovers that the serial killer, Barton Mathis, whom he arrested years earlier, has escaped from prison during the earthquake and is on a killing spree again. Believing the vigilante's claim to have changed, Quentin enlists his help. The team discovers the link between all of his victims, and Oliver learns that Mathis has abducted Quentin and Laurel have Sorry. Has abducted Quentin and Laurel and plans to kill the latter. Oliver saves them before the female vigilante shows up, kills Mathis. Oliver believes that she has a personal connection with him. Laurel states that she must blame herself instead of the vigilante for Tommy's death. The district attorney announces his intention. I mean, yeah, the DA announces his intention to seek the death penalty for Moira Queen. Dun, dun, dun. She tells her lawyer not to fight it since she had connections with Tommy Merlin that she does not want her to have, does not want revealed to her children. The female vigilante kills an operative of Rachel Ghoul, her former master. What? She worked for Rachel Gu. Now, for those of you that don't know who Rachel Gu is, well, hey, you'll learn about him later. Anyways, we get a flashback to the island. A ship starts bombarding Oliver and Slade, and Oliver finds himself in prison with the other inmates aboard a ship called the Amazo. Wow. Meanwhile, back in the present, Felicity realizes that the female vigilante has been following Laurel, not Oliver. Oliver manages to ambush her and discovers that it's actually, what? Sarah, Laurel's dead sister who was believed to have drowned. Meanwhile, weapon shipments keep being intercepted by a gang leader calling himself the mayor who assaults a gun rally hosted by Oliver and Sebastian Blood. Cindy is shot in the process, but Roy saves her. Felicity manages to identify the, the mayor as Xavier Reed and tracks him down. Oliver recruits Sarah to assist him in capturing Reed. Afterwards, a corrupt police officer brings Reed to an unknown location where Sebastian Blood, calling himself Brother Blood by his associates, injects him with a green substance that immediately kills him. He orders another person to be brought for the substance. Uh-oh. Wonder what's happening here. I thought this Blood guy was a good guy. Anyways, meanwhile, Laurel develops a drinking problem and refuses help from Quentin and Oliver. In response, Oliver asks Sarah to reveal herself to her family, knowing they will stop talking to him for talking to him for lying. In flashbacks, Oliver's questions for uh, sorry, Oliver's question about the Japanese bodies. When he refuses to answer, he is taken into an interrogation room where he first learns that Sarah is alive. What? He learns he was alive. He learns she's alive now, and she learns that. He learned that she was alive then. What the fuck's going on, Oliver? Your story's not good straight. Well, I mean, he did say that it was believed to be. Yeah, whatever. Where was I? My lips are trapped. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was random. Sarah and Oliver are attacked by a man dressed like Malcolm Merlin. Dun, dun, dun. Sarah reveals that the man... Al Owal is a member of the League of Assassins, which Malcolm is revealed to have been a member of and is targeting her for leaving. Al Owal threatens to kill her family. Because I'm a bad guy. 
Oliver manages to protect Laurel, but Quentin refuses to heed to heed Felicity's warning. Sarah decides to leave Starling City in order to keep her family safe, entrusting her secret identity to Quentin. Thea and Oliver tell Moira that her secrets will not make them leave her. She agrees to fight the death penalty, and we get a look at another flashback. After being left adrift from the Queen's Gambit wreckage, Sarah is rescued. Sarah was rescued and brought aboard the Amazo, where she met Dr. Anthony Ivo, who asks her to help him with his experiments to what he believes could be to save humanity. Later, she injures Oliver whilst on the Amazo. Back in the present, after Argus agent Lila Michaels is revealed to be Diggle's former wife, and well, she goes missing, Oliver charters a trip to Russia to help Diggle find her when they learn that she was following a lead on Floyd Lawton's whereabouts. If you don't know, Floyd Lawton was the man responsible for killing Diggle's brother. Isabel Rocha joins the flight, believing that Oliver is trying to meet the subdivision of Queen Consolidated behind her back. Once there, Oliver and Diggle learn that Lila is being held in the gulag. Ah! They enlist the help of a Russian contact officer Oliver first met in the Amazo, Anatoly Kinyas. Yeah, keep this guy in mind. Following their plan, Diggle gets arrested and is sent to the Gulag to rescue Lila. Oliver has a one-night stand with Isabel. Oh, yeah. And what was I saying? And Diggle finds Lon among the inmates. He's the imposter. Sorry. The pair is forced to team up and save Lila and escape. Afterward, Diggle lets Lon go for helping him save Lila. In return, Lon reveals that he was actually contracted to kill Diggle's brother by an organization known as Hive. Diggle and Lila get involved again. We, get, we take a look at another flashback, and this time we see Anthony Ivo reveal to Oliver that the Japanese soldiers were transporting Mirakuru, a secret serum for human enhancement. You see, back in World War II, while the U.S., they had the Manhattan Project, Russia had their project, and the Japanese had the Mirakuru. Anyways, Lara, Sarah plays Oliver into revealing that Shadow and Slade are still alive, and Oliver realizes that Sarah has betrayed him by revealing his identity to Ivo. Dun-dun-dun! Back in the present, it was revealed that the Count has escaped from prison. Previously in the season, uh, the Count was a major drug dealer who uh, was injected with his own poison and pretty much turned psychotic. Anyways, the Count has escaped, and surprise, surprise, he escaped during the earthquake. Afterwards, the Count begins poisoning civilians with a vertigo drug. Diggle and the assistant uh, district attorney are among the infected. The Count reveals in a broadcast that the cure to the sickness is to take vertigo. In the court, Laurel uses an affair between Mora and Moira and Malcolm to cast doubts on Moira's defense. Felicity is captured by the Count, and in order to protect Felicity from being injected with vertigo, Oliver kills. This is a recurring theme. <laughs> Anyways, he kills the Count, and meanwhile, Sebastian Blood, revealed to have hired the Count to kill the Vigilante, now known as the Arrow, is informed that one of his test subjects named Cyrus has survived his injection, feeling stronger. Ultimately, Mora is ex ex exonerated by the jury and later learns that Malcolm is alive and well. What? And he rigged the trial. He also reveals that he now knows that he is Thea's biological father. What the fuck? In a flashback to the islands, Shadow and Slade rescue Oliver and Sarah after Ivo and his men travel to the island to locate the Hosen, the stone arrowhead, which contains coordinates to the wreckage of the Japanese submarine. All right, folks. Personally, for me, this is my favorite episode of the season titled The Scientist. It's one of my favorite ones, and you'll see why. Anyways, a masked thief with superhuman strength steals a centrifuge from Queen Consolidated and see it and uh, Central City. I messed this up. And this is my favorite episode. Why am I messing this up? Anyways, Central City CSI Barry Allen. Eh, eh. 
arrives to help the investigation. He reveals that he is actually searching for superpowered beings in hope that he will find the murder of his mother and exonerate his father for the exact accusation. Oliver realizes that the thief was enhanced using the same serum that Ivo was searching for. Roy starts to help Cindy look for her missing friend who was a failed subject of Sebastian Blood's experiments. Uh-oh. Oliver shoots Roy in the, uh, in the leg to prevent him from getting further involved. Oliver tracks the thief but is injected with an unknown toxin and in order to save his life, Felicity reveals his identity to Barry in order to, uh, to help. It just, just pretty much to help. In order to help find an antidote. Meanwhile, Malcolm Merlin puts pressure on Mora to tell the truth to Thea. Mora instead contacts Raish contacts Ghoul, who wants to kill Malcolm Merlin for breaking the leak's code by destroying the glades. Yikes. As a result, Merlin leaves, and in a flashback to the island, we see Oliver and Shadow find the mirror crew, but when they inject it into Slade without the required sedative, his heart stops just as Anthony Ivo's men arrive and they think that he is dead. Bit of a fun fact, this episode actually served as a backdoor pilot to the other CW series spinoff, The Flash. Anyways, next episode, Three Ghosts. <clears throat> Sorry. Barry manages to save Oliver's life, and Barry and Felicity are able to find the thief as identify the thief as Cyrus Gold, and they locate him. While continuing to investigate the death of Cindy's friend, Max, Roy gets captured by Cyrus and is brought before Sebastian Blood, who then injects him with the mirror crew, which ends up killing Roy. Uh-oh. Rip Roy. Oliver arrives and kills Cyrus, simultaneously destroying the centrifuge and the remaining serum. Oliver revives Roy, but worries that the serum may have affected him negatively. Slade is revealed to be alive in the present, and the one that's orchestrating Blood's work? What the fuck is going on? He orders Sebastian Blood to leave the vigilante alone so that he can deal with him personally. Meanwhile, Roy recovers at the Queen Mansion, and the serum injection heals the arrow wound in his leg. Barry leaves a domino mask for Oliver to better hide his identity and returns to Central City. While at his lab in Central City, Barry gets hit by a strange lightning bolt that was created by an accident caused by the particle accelerator. It's <laughs> <is> a flash. <laughs> Anyways, in flashbacks, we see Ivo tell Oliver to choose between Sarah and Shadow. When Oliver steps in front of Sha Sarah, Ivo ends up killing Shadow and flees when Slade turns up with superhuman strength and kills all his men, leaving the uh, Miraku behind. Fucking losers. You always take your packages with you, man. Anyways. Why the fuck are my lips so fucking chapped? I put chapstick all day long. Anyways. Oliver continues his search for the man in the skull mask while Felicity travels to Central City to visit Barry, who is actually in a coma due to being hit by the lightning. Serial bomber Mark Schiffer, who goes by the name Shrapnel, begins setting off bombs across Starling City as an anti-government movement. Yeah, anarchist shit. Woo! Sebastian Blood begins his campaign for mayor and decides to organize a unity rally for the city. Shifer targets the rally, but Oliver is able to stop Shifer, who is arrested, and the bombs are disarmed. During the commotion, Theo witnesses Roy uses new strength and confronts him. As the vigilante, Oliver makes an alliance with Sebastian Blood. Meanwhile, Quentin starts looking for the inside man in the police department associated with Cyrus. As a result, Cyrus actually killed his partner. Anyways, investigating Sebastian Blood, Laurel visits a mental institution where she finds Blood's mother, who reveals that he killed his father and put her in the institution to cover it up. In a flashback, we see Slade experience adverse effects to mind to his mind and personality due to the mirror coup, which leads to him secretly separating from Oliver and Sarah. 
Uh-oh. Back in the present, Sebastian Blood visits his mother and just pretty much kills her after learning that she told Laurel the truth. Oliver continues his search for the man in the skull mask and receives help from Laurel, who suspects that it is actually Sebastian Blood. Well, she is on the, she's on the, right on the dot, sweetie. Fearing that he will be discovered, Blood has Laurel arrested for drug possession by his disciple, Officer Daly. Afterwards, he has kidnapped her to, to he has her kidnapped to lure the arrow out. The latter comes to rescue her, but during the fight, Laurel kills the man in the mask, who is revealed to be Daly, unknowingly throwing suspicion off Blood. Laurel is cleared of all charges, but is fired because of her addiction to opioids. Uh oh. Slade, now wearing a specific suit and mask, is revealed to have planned for Blood to get an intimate with Laurel in order to hurt Oliver. Meanwhile, I, I apologize for the beeping. It's 8.30, and I usually have my watch beep at 8.30. I don't know how to shut it off. I, I, I do apologize. <clears throat> uh, just uh, wait for it. Just wait for it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, anyways. Where was I? <laughs> All right, meanwhile, Roy and Cindy attempt to use his new powers to stop a murder, but Roy goes... Overboard and puts the man in a fucking hospital. Hey, yeah. Arrow convinces Roy to train him in order to control his new powers as well as change his mental state. In flashbacks, we see Sarah initially consider an offer from Ivo to return the Miracruz for safe passage off the island, but she changes her mind. Back in the present, Bern Turner, the gold, the, the bronze tiger, escapes from prisons with assistance from Hive associate Milo Armitage, who also pays him to steal a prototype from Mal prototype of Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm Merlin's earthquake device. Oliver tells his teammates that Slade got angry and he found out how Shadow died as Slade was in love with her and attacked him which ended Oliver putting an arrow in his eye. Ouch. Anyways, the arrow tracks down the, the device and is forced to reveal his identity to Roy in order to get him to help him in order to get his help to destroy the device. That was stupid. Wikipedia, you need to re-edit your shit. Uh, not that I'm getting my shit from Wikipedia. <laughs> Walter convinces Walter. Who the fuck is Walter? Oh right, Walter convinces Mora. Walter, uh, the the her ex husband, one of her ex husbands. Ouch. Walter convinces Mora to run from air against blood, and she states that it is necessary for the campaign. That is, uh, wait a minute. I messed up. I messed up. I messed up. Uh. Walter convinces Mora to run for mayor against blood, and she states that it is necessary for the campaign that it not be revealed that Thea is not Robert's biological brother, a mother, father, fun, fucking shit. Guys, I think I'm a dyslexic. Anyways, Laurel learns that she may be disbarred because of her addiction and spirals further out of control. Ahoo. Mora reveals that her obstetrician knows the truth and that she needs to be dealt with. Argus agent Amanda Waller propositions Turner to commute his sentence in exchange for joining a squad she is forming. Meanwhile, in flashbacks, we see Oliver stop Slade from destroying Ivo's freighter with Fire's missile launcher. They plan to capture the freighter instead. Yeah, because that's what good guys do. Because we're the good guys. We're the good guys. Stick our dick inside a microwave. What? Anyways. Uh, let's see where we're here. Okay. Nissa Al Ghul, the daughter of Ra's al Ghul and a member of the League of Assassins, arrives in Starling City to convince Sarah to return to Nanda Parbat. Nanda Parbat is the home base of the League of Assassins. It is revealed that the two have a romantic history. Yeah! Yeah, two hot chicks getting it! Yeah! 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 All my LGBTQ homies! Yeah! 
Anyways, Sarah refuses, and in doing so, Nyssa ends up kidnapping her mother and threatens to kill her if Sarah does not agree to return. Instead, Sarah drinks snake venom, and Arrow arrives with an antidote, and Nyssa releases Sarah from her obligations to the League. Meanwhile, as Nora begins her political campaign, she reveals that she's a right-wing uh, right conservative. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Uh, as Moira begins her polit political campaign, Felicity discovers that Dia's true father is Malcolm and not Robert, and she reveals it to Oliver, who decides to support Moira's campaign publicly while privately renouncing their uh, their their their, 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 their their relationship. Basically, like you're not my mother anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> Although Sarah is welcomed back by her parents, Laura shows displeasure by angrily yelling at her. Sarah later joins Oliver, and they end up doing it. Yeah. Yeah, she screwed a girl earlier, and now she's doing it with a guy. Yeah, yeah. Slade decides to deal with Moira's campaign against blood, and flashbacks, we see Sarah and Laurel get into an argument. After Laurel tells her that she and Oliver plan on moving together, Sarah agrees to meet Oliver at the docks, and later Laurel and Quentin watch a news report about the Queen's Gambit going missing, and Moira informs him about Sarah. That's... Imagine finding that out. Anyways, back in the present, Willing Talkman orchestrates a series of an electronic device, a series of heists of an electronic device that will allow him to access any bank vault. Oliver and Sarah start working together to stop him, foiling one of his robberies. In response, Talkman uses his device to hack into the computer servers at Oliver's hideout and overload them so they explode. Felicity, feeling left out now that Sarah is a uh, is, uh, is part of the team, attempts to bait Talkman into coming after one last heist. Oliver, Sarah, and Diggle arrive in time to protect Felicity, and she takes a bullet to save Sarah, but before knocking Talkman unconscious, you go, girl, and she feels a part of the team again. You go, girl. Meanwhile, the Lancers attempt to have dinner together, and it is revealed that Sarah and Oliver are in a relationship, much to Laurel's anger. Later, after a vicious argument with Oliver, Laurel reconciles with Sarah and attends an AA meeting with Quentin. Slade makes, in a makes his presence known by Oliver, to Oliver by coming home and meeting with Mora. In flashbacks, we see it is revealed that Sarah befriended Cindy after promising her dying father, a pilot who was shot down while flying over the island, to look after her. From the plane, they recover a parachute, which they use to take it to the freighter. Alright, episode 15. Now, this is actually primarily uh, what is it? a flashback episode, and we see how uh, Oliver and Slade just pretty much their beef started completely. Anyways, uh, in the present, Oliver, Mora, and Thea give Slade, who has funded Mora's campaign, a tour of the house. Sarah and the rest of the team are notified and arrive to assist Oliver, forcing Slade to leave without engaging. Oliver deduces that Slade is the one controlling the man in the skull mask and is attempting to create more Mirakuru. Slade informs Oliver that there is to follow. There is more to follow through with a promise that he made Laurel. I mean, to Oliver on the island. It is revealed that Slade actually used the tour to plant cameras throughout the house. In the flashbacks throughout this episode, Oliver, Slade, and Sarah are able to board the ship. Sarah frees the prisoners, while Oliver and Slade go after Ivo, who reveals the truth about Shadow's death to Slade. Slade goes bad shit on Oliver and imprisons him on the ship as Sarah and the other prisoners escape to the island. Slade takes control of the ship, amputates Ivo's right hand, and reveals to Oliver that he kept the Miracoro. Having had Sarah and Oliver destroy an empty box previously, Oliver he promises Oliver that he will not kill him until he has made him suffer the loss of those he loves. Ah. Uh, uh. Back in the present, uh, we see a bunch of flashbacks. Prior, uh, just yeah, flashbacks. 
To years prior in Afghanistan, where Diggle and Lila lead a group of Afghan villagers when a wanton man, Colin Kadir, is identified among the group. During an ambush by the rebels, Diggle saves Kadir's life. Yes. Meanwhile, back in the present, Diggle and Lila are called upon by Amanda Waller to lead her task force X, also known as the Suicide Squad, which consists of Floyd Lawton, aka Deadshot, Ben Turner, aka The Bronze Tiger, and Mark Sheffer, aka Shrapnel. Anyways, they're being used as expandable assets. The squad is sent after Kadir, who has developed a deadly nerve agent. Schiffer attempts to escape and ends up being killed. They actually planted a little bomb on the back of his neck. After saving Kadir's life again through a fake assassination attempt, Diggle is invited to Kadir's home for a party. Once there, Lon locates the agent and is used as a target marker for the drone strike on the house, Diggle decides to save Lauren while Turner kills Kadir. As a result, the drone misses the house and a Navy SEAL team is forced to destroy the agent. Oliver is forced to go to Waller for help, revealed to have interacted with her before. What? She tells him that Argus has been tracking a new mercenary by the name of Deathstroke, and they realize that it's actually late. <laughs> Oliver and Sarah assist the police raid and in the process help capture Frank Bertinelli. Oliver quickly realizes that his daughter, Helena, will return to kill Frank when she hears about the news. Laurel is asked to return to the district attorney's office to try Frank's case. Helena shows up at the courthouse and takes hostages in exchange for Frank. Sarah goes to the courthouse to rescue Laurel, but Helena overpowers her and demands that Oliver deliver Frank in exchange for Laurel. Oliver complains, but, Oliver, but Frank gets killed in a crossfire with the SWAT team. Yikes. Smart team. Quentin ultimately arrests Helena after Sarah stops her. Helena tells Oliver that he was right to discourage vengeance. Despite bringing Laurel to have been uh, just a ruse for Helena, the district attorney rehires Laurel to in order to avoid a fucking scandal. Jesus Christ, you really think this would be a good idea, DA? Anyways, Roy breaks up with Thea on Oliver's advice, and Slade drives by and gives her a ride. Uh, uh-oh. Anyways... In a series of flashbacks, we see that Slade demands Sarah to return to Hendrick, one of the escapees who can fix the engines by threatening all by threatening to kill Oliver. Sarah and the other escapees prepare to send Hendrick back against his will. Sorry. While well, Slade has the same tattoo on Shadow's back drawn on Oliver as a reminder. And that's where the tattoo came from. Eh. Yeah. I mean, of course we get get a bunch of scenes where Oliver, I mean Stephen Amell is shirtless, and you can see on the back he has a he has the same tattoo that Shadow has. Okay. Should I drink water? Nah. I got another minute. Oliver's tea. Oh, oh, okay. Slade kidnaps Thea. You ain't giving her a right that. Fuck you. I'm the kidnapping you. And Oliver gives temporary CEO status to Isabel in his absence and later reconciles with Mora. Isabel uses her temporary power to convince the board of directors to make her position permanent, thus allowing her company to take full control of Queen Consolidated. When confronted, Isabel reveals that she has been working with Slade the entire time and tells Oliver where Thea is being held. Oliver arrives, but Thea has already been freed from her kidnapping as, as the kidnapping was a diversion from Slade's real plan to free a group of convicts to be used as test subjects for the next Miracuru trials. Thea confronts Oliver and Mora, saying that Slade revealed to her that her biological father is Malcolm. Uh, Quentin gets arrested for aiding the Arrow and Roy leaves Starling City. Ouch. Moira's chance of winning the election increases, as shown in the polls. Isabel tasks 
the company's scientific division to work on Mira Cruz. Slade, who was announced a fugitive, visits Laurel and reveals that Oliver is the arrow. In a series of flashbacks, we see Sarah attempt to use the trade for Oliver as a as a division to work. Uh, no, as a moment to kill Slade, but ends up failing. Shadows hallucinations convinces Slade to spare Oliver and Sarah, leaving Ivo with them on the island. Uh, back in the present. Oliver team, Oliver's team destroys Isabel's lab so that Slade cannot use it to mass-produce the Mirror Crew. In response, Slade steals an electronic skeleton key from Oliver's hideout and uses it to steal a biotransfuser from a Star Labs facility that Caitlin Snow and Cisco Ramon work at that will allow them to transfer the Mirror Crew infused blood to freed convicts. Oliver tracks Slade and discovers that he has kidnapped Roy and is using him to transfuse the blood. Oliver rescues Roy and Isabel, who is revealed to have been involved with Robert previously, and is critically shot. Oliver reveals that there is a cure for the Mirror Crew, and Felicity enlists the help of Caitlin and Cisco. Keep in mind, Caitlin and Cisco will become somewhat of a few uh, fan favorites later on in the series or in the Arrowverse as a whole. Slade's super soldiers gather, and he uses his blood to heal and empower Isabel as well. Meanwhile, Laurel discovers that Sarah is actually the female vigilante and Laurel tries to tell Quentin about the arrow's identity, but he deciduates her from telling anyone. Laurel later blackmails her supervisor into releasing and restraining and reinstating Quentin. Dia leaves home even after Oliver reveals to her that Robert knew about her non-paternity. Uh, that's... Sounds like rich people problems. At the same time, it doesn't. I don't even know. Sometimes I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. In a series of flashbacks, we see Oliver kill Ivo on his request after Ivo tells him the location of the Mirror Crew cure. Roy goes on a ramp. I mean, back in the present, Roy goes on a rampage, overwhelmed by the Mirror Crew and no longer thinking for himself. During the fight, Oliver's leg is significantly injured and Roy escapes. Sarah decides that Roy has to be killed, but Oliver disagrees. Roy comes to Vernon, and Oliver uses the opportunity to inject Roy with Pit Viper Venom in order to knock him unconscious and keep him sedated until a cure can actually be found. Sarah decides that she's not good enough for Oliver and pretty much heads out the city to find a friend. Meanwhile, Thea continues to distance herself from her family, so Moira decides to drop out of the mayoral race. Oliver deciduates her and reveals that she has known and reveals that she has known Oliver was the arrow all along since last year's earthquake. Yeah, yeah, you ain't slick as fuck, bitch. You ain't slick. I know who the fuck you are. Anyways, and she says that she is proud of the man he's become. Moira, Thea, Thea, and Oliver are attacked by Slade, who tells Oliver to choose between his mother and sister, like he did with Sarah and Shadow. When Oliver refuses, Moira sacrifices herself and gets killed by Slade. No, you bastard. In a flashback to seven years prior, Oliver reveals that he got with a young woman named Samantha Clayton. And uh, Clayton is pregnant, so Moira pays Samantha to tell Oliver she had a miscarriage and to leave Starling City. She pays her a million dollars. Jesus, fuck. Anyways, back in the present, when Oliver doesn't show up at Moira's funeral, Diggle and Felicity enlist the help of Amanda Waller to track him down. They find him in a secret hideout, where he reveals to them that he tends to surrender to Slade and face his fate in order to protect everyone else. Meanwhile, Isabel returns and shuts down Vernon, forcing Thea to make a decision to leave Starling City, and Sebastian Blood is sworn in as the mayor. 
Diggle and Felicity inform Laurel of Oliver's intention to surrender to Slade. Laurel confronts him, revealing that she knows he is the Arrow, and telling him that Sebastian Blood is working with Slade, and that she has documented proof that Sebastian knew that Slade was gonna kill Murrow. What the fuck? After confronting Sebastian and Sorry, Oliver decides that they have no choice but to scale Slade's Miracrew army. Slade's army, Miracrew soldiers wearing Deathstroke masks, are wreaking havoc on the city, cornering Oliver and Laurel. Meanwhile, Diggle is confronted by Deathstroke armor wearing Isabel. In a bunch of flashbacks, we see Anatoly Kinyaznyev, you remember the guy from earlier, repair the Japanese submarine, and he and Oliver prepare to attack the Amazel, but Oliver gets a distress signal from Sarah outside the submarine. Back in the present, Slade's men continue to terrorize the city and Felicity and Diggle outwit Isabel and escape. Star Labs makes a cure for the mirror crew, but Slade sends his men acquired before uh, Oliver can. Finally, trusting Quinn, the police force pledges to help the Arrow stop Slade. To help the Arrow stop Slade's men, and Quinn is reinstated to lead the team. Yeah, Quinn, get it, boy, get it. Slade reveals to Blood that he plans to destroy the entire city, people, and everyone in his quest for vengeance against Oliver. As a result, Blood steals a cure and gives it to Oliver in return for helping save the city. For his betrayal, Slade has Isabel kill Sebastian Blood. Ouch! Like, boom! Like, like he, yeah. he just, he's just standing in front of his desk and he just soccer punches him onto the desk. Just, boom! And then he just, just like that. Just like, bam! Bam! Hold up. My lips are jacked on. Refreshing them. Oliver tests the cure on Roy after Amanda reveals that she intends to bomb the city at dawn in order to prevent Slade's men from attacking the rest of the country. Meanwhile, Sarah returns and saves Laurel, who gives her the alias, the Canary. Malcolm saves Theo from, a, from an assailant and tries to convince her to leave with him, but she shoots him. Ouch. In a series of flashbacks, Oliver boards the Amazo to rescue Sarah, who was captured by Slade, with specific orders for Anatoly to destroy the ship if they do not return within an hour. However, they both get captured by Slade. Alright boys, season finale. In a series of flashbacks, the Amazel sinks as Oliver as Oliver planned. He presumably kills Slade while Sarah disappears overboard. Later, Oliver awakens in Hong Kong where he meets Amanda Waller for the first time. What? He wasn't on Lee and you all those five years? Anyways, meanwhile, back in the prison, the cure works on Roy and Sarah arrives with Nyssa and the League to provide backup for Oliver, who gives Roy a red mask. They confront Slade and Isabel at Queen Consolidated. Nyssa kills Isabel and tells Oliver that he needs to kill Slade, who escapes. Meanwhile, Diggle and Lila free the Suicide Squad members and enlist their help to try to stop the drone strike. Quentin gets seriously injured and Thea meets up with Roy, but when she finds a bow and arrow, she loses trust in him and leaves Starling City with Merlin. Oliver and his team successfully use the cure on all of Slade's men. Oliver tricks Slade into kidnapping Felicity, believing she is Oliver's love. Hey, not yet. With Slade distracted, Felicity injects him with a cure, and Oliver finally defeats Slade, and Waller calls off the strike. Slade gets locked in an underground Argus prison, which is actually located on Lee and Yu, and Sarah rejoins the League as payment for helping the city. Lila is revealed to be pregnant, and there goes the dad. And Quinn ends up collapsing as a result of his injury, and that, folks, is where arrow season two ends jesus christ that was a that was a pretty eventful season if you ask me and i, I think i've been recording for almost a fucking hour i don't know I, I don't even know what day it is anymore anyways ladies and gentlemen the rating on a scale of one to ten we give arrow season two a 
a complete 9 out of 10. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have to give it a 9 out of 10. And here are the reasons. For starters, one reason why we didn't give it a complete 0 out of 10 would have to be the stunt coordination. The stunts in this series are completely just over the top. Completely 100% 100 times better than what they were in the first season. They look more realistic. And despite it having... Uh, despite them introducing characters that just pretty much don't obey the laws of physics or science, it, the, the CGI looks somewhat perfect, and it's it's completely better compared to the dog shit that they use in their current seasons now. But yeah, stunt coordination, I gotta give it a 10. I, got, I mean, I gotta give it a 9 out of 10 because of that. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, another reason why I gotta give it a 9 out of 10 would have to be because... Um, character development all of his journey he first started out in this season as just a loser you know he not not as like a loser loser i mean oliver queen is not a fucking loser but uh but he just felt like a loser you know he felt disappointed he felt like he had failed this city but truth is no one could have stopped whatever the fuck that was and well, frankly i um I get it. I get it. He felt like a loser. He felt like he had nothing to live for and all this kind of stuff. But once he brings, but but once he's brought back to Star City, he he has another shot. He's he's given a shot at redemption, and this time he was able to save the city, Comos, before being completely fucking destroyed. Uh, but yeah, I, I Oliver's character development perfect. Diggle's character development it, it was somewhat mid. Uh, we really don't see much of him. We just we do see some of some of his you know war stories from back in Afghanistan, but it, it was just there. Felicity's character development way up, just way up. She started out as she started out as this nervous, shy IT girl, and now at the end of the season, she she probably has a shot with Oliver. She things are looking up, right? You know what I'm saying? So. Felicity's development, great. Um, another reason why I gotta give it a nine out of ten would have to be Deathstroke. Deathstroke is an amazing villain. I like their interpretation, uh, the the Arrow versus interpretation of Deathstroke. It is it is just wow. I really liked their interpretation, and uh, it's completely different from the comics. It's com just way off. Pardon me from it, and I thought I thought that was good. I thought it was good development. Um, yeah, now the reason why I didn't give it a complete 10 out of 10 would have to be because, well, just the whole reason why he's a bad guy, I, I really don't know how he is in the, in the comics, why he's a bad guy, or, or, well, he's mainly a Batman villain and a Teen Titans villain, but in the comics, he's also, you know, a bit of a, a, a Green Arrow villain, but, you know, off to the side, though. And, personally, the reason why he's an enemy of Oliver just pretty much seems really stupid to me and it's because of shadow so I, I i really think it's stupid but and why he did it it's completely stupid his purpose is just completely fucking retarded and i i just didn't like it i, I was like what the fuck is this he's destroying a fucking city because his his his, his, his friend died well i i can see how that would affect him but uh, I don't know. But still, it, it seems like a really stupid thing, if you ask me. And um, 
Yeah, no, that's the only thing that was wrong with this season. The whole, oh, my girlfriend died, and now I'm gonna fucking kill this person. It seems really stupid. But, uh, I mean, this is something that happened almost seven years ago, so I'm just gonna leave it at that, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. This purpose completely fucking retarded. And uh, another reason why I give it a 9 out of 10 would have to be the introduction of one of the greatest characters in the Arrowverse. And that is Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash. His introduction to here and his and the first season of The Flash is by one of by far one of the best seasons of the Arrowverse of all, man. Like, ask any Arrowverse fan and they'll tell you, oh yeah, Barry Allen's introduction to the DC, I mean, to the Arrowverse is one of the best. And I... Fucking love it. I really love this introduction, man. And frankly, uh, The Scientist is one of my favorite episodes of all time. One of my favorite Arrowverse episodes of all time. And one of my, even one of my favorite Arrow episodes of all time, man. It's just that fucking good. Like, trust me. Watch it and you'll enjoy it. And personally, if you ask me, it's one of the better backdoor pilots. I mean, if you watch like any other backdoor pilot you'll see that how fucking garbage it is but this one this one really this one really blew me away and uh uh that's just why man yes i'm really giving this a score up i'm really basing the score off of who they included in the season and who they didn't um another uh, and that, that that reminds me um for those of you that don't know roy harper in the comics is uh, uh, the green arrow sidekick who is just pretty much Pretty much looks the same as the green arrow but is actually in a red hood has red arrows and they don't call him red arrow they call him speedy but here in the show they end up calling him arsenal and uh well just the origins of arsenal in here great it's really good and um yeah we'll just, we'll just leave it at that folks a nine out of ten and those are my reasons eh, eh, yeah boy uh, and I also, I also like the, the, when in the second half of the second season, when he replaces his paint mask with a domino mask, similar to the one worn in the comics. And, uh, uh, it's a big plot point in the, in an episode. And there's really a story behind, um, let me, uh, like, look, uh, it says here in the second half of the season, Oliver replaces his paint with, ma with a domino mask, similar to the one worn by the character in the comics. And a change is addressed on screen with Kreisenberg saying, quote, he doesn't just put it on, put on a mask. It's actually a blip plot point of in an episode. And there's really a story behind not only the need for the mask, but also who provides him with it. End quote on adding the mask. Now Kreisenberg stated that, Quote, conceptually, it was something that we wanted to do because Oliver himself is evolving as the arrow from vigilante to hero, sort of from green from arrow to green arrow. And we wanted to see that progression in his costume as well as Oliver is embracing being a hero. Being a hero means stepping out of the dark and being more of a symbol. So he has to take steps to conceal his identity more. End quote. He added that it will allow the arrow to interact with people who don't know his identity in a much more organic way instead of having him instead of him having constantly instead of having him constantly keep his head down. Frankly, I think it was a good it was a good option. The paint mask, don't get me wrong, the paint mask was alright, but it's just what the fuck. And as, and as I said before, a backdoor play, pilot for the CW series, The Flash, was originally going to be the 12th episode, but due to positive reception of Grant, Grant Gustin's uh, interpretation in the ninth 
in the eighth and ninth episode, the executives at the CW scrapped it in favor for a traditional pilot so that it gives the developers more time to flesh out the character in addition to receiving an increase in the budget. And frankly, folks, Grant Gustin's interpretation of The Flash, one of the best, man. I don't mean to sound sus or gay or anything like that, man, but Grant Gustin is one good-looking dude. His interpretation of The Flash has been one of the by far best. I'm frankly, if you ask me, I don't want no smoke with anybody, but I'm going to fucking say it. It's much better than Ezra Miller's. And despite Grant Gustin not being, you know, comic uh, more more comic book accurate, you know, giving his physique, his, his hair color and all that kind of stuff, I still like it. It was still great. So I just look at that. Rotten Tomatoes that's got a reported of night uh, uh, a percent of ninety five percent approval rating based on one hundred and twenty reviews with an average rating of eight point five out of ten. The site's critical consensus reads quote the second season of Arrow boasts more fantastic action as well as widening cast of intriguing and richly written characters. And I gotta admit, in the first season you know it was just the trio you know Oliver, uh, Felicity, and uh, what's his face Diggle, but in the second season they just poof. Bring in more characters. You know what I'm saying? Roy Harper, Thea Queen, Moira Queen, uh, the Barry Allen, uh, Quentin Lance, uh, Sarah Lance, Laura Lance, Sebastian Blood, Deathstroke. It's like it's expanding, and I really enjoyed it. I, I loved it. It was fucking awesome. Of course, they received, you know, a couple of awards, you know, an IGN award, Leo awards, Satellite awards, Saturn awards, and, um, Okay, don't get me wrong, but perfect. I really like this season. It's my second favorite season. My favorite season, fifth season. Because fuck you guys. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Jesus Christ, all that just for a five-minute review. <clears throat> Pardon me. And, uh... Well, as far as the story goes, that's pretty much it, folks. I'll have to wait for another episode of Time Out with Tony in order for me to review Arrow Season 3 and finally start reviewing the first season of The Flash. Personally, if you ask me, I am pumped up for those two reviews, and hopefully we get to review it. If this gets enough place, I will review it immediately. If it doesn't, I'll fucking leave it for another season or something. And, um... Yeah, well, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we go, I'd like to thank you guys so much for the support, really. Thank you guys a lot. Couldn't have done any of this without you guys, so go ahead, keep up the support. And, uh, uh, well, <laughs> let me just take out my phone real quick. Um, see, where is it? Um, as you guys could see, a few days ago, or last week or something, I don't even know, I don't even know what fucking day it is, yo. Um, you guys can obviously see a few something ago. I did a couple of polls on on the uh, on the gram, on the Grammy gram. Yes, you did a couple of polls on the Grammy gram, and uh, well, here here are the results. Of course, you guys may have seen them, but fuck it, I'll say them out loud right now. One of the one of the polls was, should I start doing album reviews? And all of you guys answered yes. So. Be prepared for an album review sometime soon, for album reviews sometime soon. Uh, can't say it'll be perfect, but I'll try my best. Uh, book reviews, you guys said yes. I, fuck you guys. I thought you guys were going to say no on that one. I don't want to actually fucking read. God damn it. Uh, I did 
a question saying if you guys asking you guys if I should do a fucking ASMR and you guys answered it, it's 50 50 man it's fucking 50 50 on this shit it's it's what you guys are doing you guys are putting me on a fucking crossroads ah okay but I guess I guess uh, uh I don't know I'll have to flip a coin I guess see see what we get for an ASMR if we do if we should do an asmr or something i want to person personally if you ask me <laughs> personally if you ask me i want to do an asmr but i don't know man a lot of you guys voted no voted yes huh. i don't know we'll just have to see I'll, I'll flip a coin one of these days and uh i don't know fuck it maybe i, I might go live and do a coin flip and see what we get um but personally if you ask me i'm really interested in doing that that whole ASMR thing, I don't know why I just, I, but I just am. And, uh, yeah. Uh, any more announcements? I don't think so. Thank you guys so much for the support. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. You see what's going on in Texas. Please stay inside. You see how it's windy here in California. Of course, stay inside. Don't be pissed off if the power goes out. Uh, one day at a time, one step at a, one punch at a time, one step at a time, one breath at a time, guys. And, uh, you know, just keep your head up. Uh, sunny days will be coming soon, hopefully. And uh, well, this pretty much concludes our episode, you guys. Thank you guys so much for the support. Catch you guys in the next one. Go drink and drive. Stay safe. Take care. Uh, and uh, bye. I've seen better days. I've been